Hey, y'all. It's On The Line. It's Tuesday, January 17th, and we're glad you are with us. On today's show, we are talking with a newly minted national record holder. We'll go over the, the week that was. We'll talk a history-making moment in the pole vault, and then we'll dive into some conversation on top performers, the debuts we're still looking out for this year, and and then we're going to finish with the National Meet of the Week, which is the CYUP Misfits Invitational. I'm Corey Mall here with Olivia Ekbené and Ashley Titians. You can find our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to them. You can find them there. Uh, you can also find Liv's new podcast, Live and Learn, on Mile Split and soon enough on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So stay tuned for those things online if you listen to them. Uh, definitely give us a follow. Ashley, Olivia, how's it going? We were all in different parts of the country this weekend. How how are y'all doing? Doing good. I mean, Olivia, you were the busy one out there in Virginia, you know, getting it done. I was basically, I was watching that stream of the Virginia Showcase, like, the whole time. I know. It was an exciting weekend, that's for sure. But Ashley, you had a very eventful weekend running a marathon in Houston, which I know we'll dive into a little bit. But how are you feeling? Are you somewhat recovered from the long run <laughs> i'm a little sore i'll definitely i'll definitely say that it's a whole nother kind of thing like you know your legs are sore my shoulder blades are sore just it's not something that <laughs> i think the human body is <laughs> meant to do but yes it was fun so i did right. i did read that there is a guy for this past year 2022 he ran a marathon every single day of the year broke a world record he's from england i think but Every day, mm -mm. early morning, like 5 a.m., he would run a marathon. Uh, so, How is he Absolutely. alive? That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. <laughs> acclamation. Acclamation. Absolutely acclamation. Not. All right, Olivia. Well, Corey, I think you are going to – Go ahead. Yeah. Speaking of records, we have the pleasure of having a big-time name on our show this weekend. There were many performances, as we talked about. Two national records fell – and we have a new national record holder joining us today. Help me to welcome Shanti Jackson of South Granville to our show. This weekend, Shanti rewrote the record books in the 300 meters. She already has the 60, which she ran last year, but this time went around the track in the 300 meters and she crossed the finish line in 36.63 to eclipse Sydney McLaughlin's record. She also ran the number 11 all-time performance in the 500 meters with a 111.94. So Shanti, congratulations on such a big weekend and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So this was a huge weekend for you. How are you feeling about it as a whole? Um, I'm still soaking it in. Um, I. It's a, I'm honored to be able to have that record broken and be in the same sentence as Sydney McLaughlin. And it's just, I feel very special. Yeah, that's amazing. So kind of recapping this past weekend, like just to kind of just give people a preview, back in 2022, you ran the number two all time behind Sydney with a 3695. And was there any like pressure kind of going in? And as you mentioned, you know, you broke Sydney McLaughlin's record. So just knowing that you were just a tenth of a second off last year, do you feel like there was some pressure going into this meet of like, okay, I got to shave just tenths of a second? Or did you kind of approach it like how you do with all the, your other track meets? Um, going in, uh, I of course had the the record in mind, but going into this specific race, I wasn't really thinking about it because it's also my season opener. So I was just going in trying to get like a regular three hundred under my belt. 
I didn't really expect it, but I'm glad I got it. But I really wasn't expecting it. Yeah, you, I know you've been working really, really hard over the fall and then just going into the season. I had, to talk, I had a chance to talk with your dad a handful of times. This weekend, you, you focused on the longer sprints. You ran the 300 and you also ran the 500. When do you think that 60 is going to come into place and what goal do you have for that event this year? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to come soon. I'm just really getting my base work under me right now, but it's it's coming pretty soon. I don't really have any set goals in mind. I just want to really PR and do the best I can do because it's going to be my last 60 in high school. I'm just really soaking it every moment I step on the track. Now, Shanti, you know, looking at your indoor career, you now have two national records to your name in the 300 and then the 55 from last year. But I have to know, I mean, those are two different events. I mean, you, you even go up to the four and the five as well. What is your favorite, you know, track event to run? Oh, my favorite, I would say the 200, because it's like right in the middle. It's not too much. And it's not too short. Gotcha. It's kind of like that, kind of that combo of like that speed, but a little bit longer too, some more than endurance. Yeah. Gotcha. Now I have to know. Okay, if you weren't a sprinter, let's say you didn't do the sprints at all, what event, what track and field event would you want to do and why? Um, I I would probably be a field eventer and do long jump. I've always wanted to long jump. Have you ever tried it before? I did. did. I tried yeah. it like one meet. I tried like almost every event so far. <laughs> and I how'd, love long jump. How'd it go? It went good, but now I have like messed up shins and knees and stuff, so I can't really do it. But it was it, it went pretty good. Okay, I I I feel like you'd be a good long jumper. I am. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you were. Question to start out here: You have an Ali shirt on, Muhammad Ali. Are you a, an Ali fan? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course I am. For real. What yes. are you a box? Are you a boxing fan? Like what? What? What is it about? Obviously, Muhammad was like the greatest ever. But um, what is it about him that kind of appeals to you? I don't know. I just watching him and just watching his story and everything about him. I just loved it and just love how good of a boxer he is. I just I don't. I'm not a big fan of boxing. I don't yeah. just watch boxing. Like if there's like a big fight, I'll probably sit down and watch it with my dad. But I'm not a big boxing person. Yeah. But I just I don't know. It's just something about Muhammad Ali. Like every track person, they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I like Usain Bolt." It's just something about him. It it was just Martin Luther King Day, and and Muhammad Ali fought for for equal rights, just like Martin Luther King. So there were a lot of different sides to him that made him. Um, special so uh very cool very cool to see that you obviously know your history there um i want to go back to 2021 that was the first time you ever ran a pro race we're here two years later and you've done so much in your career do you ever look back to that first pro race and what it taught you about the sport um and and what how it's made you change anything about your approach to it now like what was it what's it like looking two backs two years back um, just knowing I ran my first pro race young, really young, and I was able to hang in there with them just really made me more comfortable with myself and more confident that I have better place. I I can achieve more and really go far into the sport. For sure. And I, I have a question about your photos. I mean, since you were really, really young, you know, your dad obviously had a great career. He he put you in front of people you got photos with, like Oprah, Kobe Bryant, Carmelo Anthony. 
Um, not to mention, you know, all, all the track people you've met over your career, your, your godmother and, and, and all, all kinds of other people. Who's the one person you haven't taken a photo with that you would like to? Um, I don't know. I have to really think about this. I don't take pictures with a lot of guy athletes. So probably like Usain Bolt or like Trevor Bromell is some people I would love to take a picture with. Okay. I think we need to make that happen. That'd be really awesome. (laughs) All right. So Shanti, we know you're part of a big track family. And as Corey mentioned, like Sonia Richards-Ross is also your godmother. But what is something that you like to do outside of track that maybe not many people know about? Um, I play with Legos a lot. That's about the only Mm. thing I do. Because track is very time-consuming. And it takes up most of my time. And then when I'm not running, I want to sleep because I'd be tired. But... On that little bit of free time, I play with Legos. Like, I buy Lego sets, even though they're expensive. I have my parents buy me a Lego set, and I just put it together in my free time. It teaches you patience, and it teaches you a lot, just sitting there, putting little pieces together. Okay, Shanti, I have to know, what's your favorite Lego set that you have? My brother was huge into Legos growing up, so I grew up all around that. Mm, I have this big jazz set. It's about, like, this big, and it's, like, four jazz players. One's playing the piano, the violin. It's playing a lot. And like a singer, that's probably my favorite. How long would it take you to put that type of thing together? It took me, uh, well, it took me about four days, but I also had practice in between. Wow. And I was packing because we've been a go on vacation. So it took me about four days. Well, that's a, that's something I never would have guessed. <laughs> now we know. Shanti, big fan of Legos. Now, you know, I also would like to know, what like you know what kind of music are you a fan of the most and so maybe like what's you know the last song maybe that you played on spotify the last song you listened to um i'm a really like people are surprised when i say this but i don't really i listen to a lot of slow r&b some i listen to like some rap people could say j cole is rap i listen to that kind of rap like j cole type rap. i don't listen to like young boy and stuff i'll listen to him but not as much. Like before I run, I listen to a lot of R and B and like calm songs. Gotcha. Who's your favorite um, artist then in that category? Who's your favorite artist to listen to then? SZA. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that choice. Good one. I, I've never. Have you heard of it? Have you listened to them? Yes. Yeah. Oof, I, I was gonna. Yes. I was gonna call you out right there. <laughs> I've never. I gotta. I gotta check it out after this. Um, I, I think the your. I think Lego speaks to attention to de- detail too. I think that sp- yeah. speaks about personality too. Um, I'm curious, what's your favorite pair of spikes ever? Track spikes. Um, there was these one pair of spikes. Nike don't make them anymore. I forgot what they're called, but they stopped making them like two, three years ago. And I love those spikes. I had them, and somebody stole them. Oh. But they're like they're a 400 spike. They're a 400 spike. I think they're the Jack Johnny Kersey spike. I forgot what the the plate. I forgot what the spikes are. So have I you searched for them on like eBay, like Google? Have you tried yeah. to like find them or? Yeah, they were kind of heavy. They were probably <laughs> wouldn't have your spikes. I've ran in, but I love those spikes. I have to find out the name of them. All right, let us know when you when you find out because I'm curious about those spikes. Shanti, last question for you. Just thinking about your season, what's kind of next? What are some of the goals that you have on your res- on like the bucket list that you're looking to achieve before you wrap up your senior season and go to Arkansas? 
Um, for the rest of my season, I don't really have any goals set in mind. I just want to finish out my season healthy and just do the best I can and really put my name, myself out there a little more. I have a feeling we'll, we'll probably hear about you a little bit later in the year, Shanti. I'm pretty sure we will. So uh, best of luck going forward, and thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you for having me. All right, Shanti Jackson, uh, national record holder, 55, and now 300, not to mention all of her outdoor accolades. So we'll hear more from her later. We're going to go into the week that was. We'll start with the VA showcase and our top three things that come to mind from this meet. Olivia was there doing all the things, photos, interviews, results, and more. And we're going to go into some some storylines here, not necessarily the national record ones. We just spoke with Shanti, but we're going to go into some off-the-radar first I do have to ask, though, um, we're not mentioning Montford Academy, but Olivia, Montford Academy this weekend, did, did they make a statement? Dude, they made a bold statement this whole weekend, like from Akaya Holland to Deja Hodge, Micah Larry, Zaire Nuridin, the list goes on. Like to see them compete and open up their season the way that they did makes me so excited to see what is to come. Yeah, um, I feel like they're just going to it's only up from here, right? So I'm just, I'm super pumped. It was great to see all the athletes and they did a great job. Ashley, do you agree? What are your thoughts? Oh yeah, totally agree. I mean, I was looking at the performances and I think when I was looking for, you know, nominees for like the national boys performer of the week, I was like, oh my gosh, we can't have it all Montverde here, you know? But (laughs) I would say, I mean, when I think of Montverde and their performance this weekend, it's like, they're like the equivalent of an NBA super team with like every single star and yeah. stuff. That's what I think of. So pretty historic way to open up the season. Very scary because they didn't even do relays. Like, I know. Um, right. I, I know it's coming down the line uh, that they will, but it's just scary that they didn't. They were focusing. They were prioritizing on individual um, accomplishments first. And, you know, all that being said, just amazing performance there. Olivia, we'll go with you on the first storyline here. What are your thoughts? Yes, I feel like the biggest one of the bigger storylines is just looking at Archbishop Carroll as a whole. And like the fact that I was able to see Nick Harbour compete in person once again was just so exciting. He got the crowd on their feet. And I feel like they started this season out really strong. As I mentioned, Nick Harbour is coming off of a football season. I know I I can't remember if it was the last episode or the episode before that. We were kind of wondering, like, what was the fitness level for Nick Harbour? He, I, obviously, he's coming off the football field. All the pads are on. And when I spoke to him, he's only been training for a couple days leading into this meet. So there were a lot of question marks on what Nick Harbour was going to do. He comes out with a nation-leading time with a 33.90 and did that not even in the fast heat. So he ran that pretty much in a solo race. And, you know, it was just super amazing to just see Archbishop Carroll as a whole. There was Drew Dillard who cleared 6.8 in the high jump, set a new personal best. But on top of that, something to just kind of look out for going into the rest of the season that four by 200 meter national high school record potentially could go down. Uh, they pretty much ran a 126.42 by themselves. It, it consisted of Desmond Starks, Nick Harbour, Drew Dillard, and Marcus Brown. And the national record is 125.60, which I definitely feel like is in jeopardy going into the season. As long as Archbishop Carroll stays healthy, and who who else knows like who could be a part of this mix? But Archbishop Carroll looked really strong this weekend at the VA Showcase. How many more chances do you think they'll have at the 4 by 2 do you I don't think know. just nationals you know, or do you think I feel I feel like to get the 
best bang for your buck where you're getting, it's like everything's out on the line. It's going to be nationals, right? Like just knowing the, the track meets that are in the DMV area, like obviously you have the PG Sportsplex, but that's a completely flat track unless they find another way to go to, to Virginia Beach, which is where we were this past weekend. I think all the cards will probably be on that table at nationals where you're going to face the best of the best in the nation and put everything together. Yeah, the pressure too, expectations. That's that. I, I like mm-hmm. that. Ashley, number two storyline. What's in your head? All right, coming away from this weekend, you know, I think it's safe to say, at least in my opinion, that Tenota Matsatsa of St. Andrews Episcopal in Maryland, he's got to be one of the most impressive performers so far this entire season. I mean, you look at what he did at the VA Showcase, and if you doubted Matsatsa before going into the VA Showcase, you shouldn't now. I mean, he went out there and he won both the 1,000 and the mile, ran two PRs, you know, I was watching the mile that he ran there. He basically soloed that mile there and ran 4.10. And, you know, then he went on the next day in the 1,000 and clocked 2.25 there for a new U.S. number one. And, you know, just looking at where he was last season indoors, you know, he ran 2.35 in the 1,000. So that's a good 10 seconds off of that time. And he ran 4.10 last year, but that was in the 1,600, not the full mile. And so, you know, he's one that opened up his season, you know, early he was an early leader in the nation in the 800 um to begin the season but i think that you know it's safe to say like he may be one of the best mid-distance athletes in the entire country and after this va showcase performance i think that's a big highlight don't mess with tenota matsatsa (laughs) yeah i i would agree for sure i mean it'll be interesting to see what happens down the line with nationals because there are a lot of guys like that 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 fit the bill marcus riley being being one of them um but surely uh definitely great performance there uh storyline here olivia you saw this firsthand isis grant of sandy creek high school uh in georgia um wasn't even in the fast heat of 500 but maybe should have been because she finished in 112.41 which is currently u.s number three in the country for the distance um you know, she's run 25.56 for 200 meters. She obviously has some sprint chops. But, um, though, you know, both of you kind of said to a certain extent that you were a little surprised by this. You didn't expect it. Um, I think it's probably because she hasn't run a lot of indoor. But outdoors last year, she she was very good in the 800. Um, ended up running 208 uh, in the 800 at the running lane track championships. And then would go went on to go 207 at, uh, at a national meet there, too. Um, I, I'm interested to see sort of how this girl develops too at that mid-distance level. I think mm-hmm. for the 800 specifically, she can run in that 204, 205 range. Uh, and if she gets into a big race, maybe even could grab and or quote-unquote steal a, a national title with the right race. I know Sophia is the girl to beat right now at 800 meters, but Isis, you know, definitely is a competitor. Uh, watching her at running lane last year, I think she really, really competitive. She was competitive, and she she took the race in the end from Kaylee Littlefield. So she knows how to race, and I think she, yeah, I agree that she's going to be one to watch down the road. But as we said from the VA showcase, so much that you can tackle and, and read about on our site, uh, video interviews, race videos, and more. Just check it out on milesplit.com. We're going to move on to the next part of our week that was segment. This is part two. Uh, Moralaki Akinson Invitational was this weekend. Uh, the YSU meet in Ohio. Jimmy Carnes, Arkansas High School, Milrose Trials, and Spoken uh, High School Invitational all went down this weekend. And that that's a lot of that's a lot to cover. So, uh, Olivia, let's start with you. Uh, what do you have? 
Yeah, I'm going to talk about Arkansas briefly, and then I have one other meet I want to highlight. But the Arkansas High School Invitational featured a lot of great performances. There were so many. I, there was like, I just had to select a few. So to kick it off, Xavion Wolf of Memphis Central from Tennessee, he moved up in the national rankings on Saturday, making the one of becoming the first high school boy to hit over 50 feet in the triple jump which is huge he won it with a winning mark of 50 feet and a half inch and he also long jumped 23 feet eight and three quarters of an inch to win the title jelani Watkins uh from texas debuted his season in the 60 meters and the 200 i know going into this weekend we did talk about like how this arkansas meet was going to be big because and the AM indoor facility is being built now. So all these teams from Texas and these teams from Arkansas all collectively came together. And Jelani put out a really big performance. He clocked a 684 in the 60 meters, which ties for US number 13, and then also ran a 2152 to move up into the top five there. Also, Hayden Dixon's of Schuller County out in Missouri. He threw 61 feet, nine inches in the shot put and became US number two. Then we also had a young talent from Oklahoma. I know we kind of briefly talked about her during the cross-country season. Uh, Lyle Kehoe from Edmond North. She became the Oklahoma State champion and was also 23rd at Nationals. And this weekend, she ran a 5-flat .85 in the mile and a 9.46 in the 3K. So she really just did a great job of putting everything together. And then one individual I want to highlight from the Morala K. Akinison Invitational is Nona Waldron, the USC signee, also representing Motor City Track Club. She ran an 871 in the 60-meter hurdles, and I feel like she's just been so consistent over the season. Typically during the indoor, we see her competing a lot of 60-meter, 60 60-meter 60 hurdles, and just kind of looking at her last five races, all of her races have been 870s, which is super fantastic to do in different locations, including the travel and just having the right mindset going into the race. So a lot of great performances coming from those two meets. Good stuff. Ashley, where are you taking it to now? Let's go to Florida. Let's talk about the Jimmy Carnes Invitational. <laughs> this was also one of the really big meets of the weekend. You know, it was held at the brand new Alachua County Sports Center in Gainesville, Florida. Shout out to Brandon Miles for some awesome coverage of that meet down there. And again, kind of like the Arkansas invite, there's just so many performances to talk about. I had to just grab a few here to kind of highlight. So let's first kick it off. I want to mention, I know I mentioned her last week as an athlete to watch at this event, but Chelsea Williams of Lakeland Incredibles in Florida, she won the 60 meter hurdles, the long jump and the triple jump in her age group and earned PRs of 19 and a quarter inch in the long jump and 39.6 in the triple jump. So impressive performance from her there. And then I think probably one of the biggest performers, excuse me, from this meet has to be Skylar Franklin. She's from Somerset Academy, Central Miramar in Florida. She won the 60 and the 200 and was second in the 400 in the 15, 16 year old girls age group. And she, I mean, she hit PRs in every every single one of those events she ran. 7.57 in the 60, 24.4 in the 200, 55.72 in the 400, and all of those rank among the top 20 nationally so far this season. So pretty impressive stuff there from Franklin. Then you have Centuria James. She was U.S. number eight in the 200, second in the 60 with a U.S. top 50 time there. And then looking more at the boys' side of things, you have Valentino Rudolph of Lake Mineola in Florida. He was first in the 200 for U.S. number 11, 21.7 there. Also second in the 60 and the 400, so a good all-around performance. Then looking more on the distance side, you got Emerson Miller. 
He was U.S. number four in the 3K with an 832 from this weekend in Gainesville. And lastly, Ricky Williams. He's out of Georgia. He was first in the 400 with a time of 4849 that ranks U.S. number four of the season. He's also second in the 200 in his age group. So, I mean, all around, especially on the sprint side of things, I mean, there were just so many great performances at the Jimmy Carnes Invitational can in I, Can Florida. I ask a question here, too? Yeah. Uh, Gainesville, Florida, new venue. We haven't gotten a lot of southern venues that offer indoor, yep. right? And now we're having these athletes mm-hmm. with potential opportunities going further. What do you think this changes to have a venue like this in Florida now to get maybe some of those Florida kids indoors? I was going to say, I mean, it just opens up even more opportunities for a lot of these kids. I mean, I mean, if you look at it, like, I mean, yes, training is what's going to help you to a lot of these performances. But having that, you know, facility there, those opportunities go run fast times on a fast track. I mean, that not only builds confidence, it helps you get PRs, helps you get noticed. I mean, all around, it's just great for the kids. For sure. Um, so yes, that was Jimmy Carnes. And then I want to mention briefly, I'm going to take it back to last Wednesday. Let's talk about the Milrose trials in uh, New York. So some quick highlights here. You have brothers Colin and Brian Bowler. They go, they're from New Jersey. They go one, two in the mile, 414 and 417. Lindsay Hausman of Kent Place School in New Jersey. She goes US top 10 in the mile here with a 456 PR. Then you have Priscilla Negret of Ursuline School in New York, and she's a Bucknell signee. Um, she had a new PR of you know 46 nine and a quarter to win the weight throw, which also ranks top ten in the country this season. And then also, this is an interesting note when I was looking through the results. Charlie Ortsman of the Potomac School in Virginia, he ran at this wow. meet. He went 419 in the mile. And then, you know, as Olivia probably knows, he went on, um, you know, over the weekend, he went to the Virginia Showcase where he contested the two mile and he ran 904 there for third. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty tough double for <laughs> last week for Ortman. That wasn't the same day, was it? That wasn't the same no, day. No, no. It was Wednesday and then Saturday. No. Okay. But I mean, not much recovery in between those. Wow. Those are both some solid times. Yeah. So pretty impressive stuff there. Heck of a road trip. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to yeah. toss it over to the Spoken High School Invitational at the the Podium, which is a new venue that opened last year. It was Saturday and Sunday uh, this weekend. Had a great number of West Coast um, athletes, you know, ball out there, as they say, ball out. Um, Andre Korbmacher of Squalicum, he is one of the nation's top hurdlers, and he put down U.S. number one time in the 60-meter hurdles, 774. Uh, he's the guy who dyed his hair pink at the end of the year last year and won a New Balance National indoor title, I think, Wait for what color comes this year. Andre is going to be a guy I watch. Mm-hmm. Jacob Andrews, I think, is another guy from Washington. Ran 48-18 in the 400 to win that event. He, I think, is special, and I think we're going to see some special things from him over the season, but he got his debut. Sadie Englehart, as Ashley will talk about later, 447 in the mile to open up indoors. Mia Bray Patterson ran a U.S. number one time in the 200, 23.43 seconds. Uh, she pulled the 60 200 meter double. Uh, that 23 4 time is a top 15 performance all time. And she is coming off where, you know, a perf- basically she, she qualified for World U20s and was a part of that U.S. team that went there in Columbia this year. Um, really, really great talent, Mia Bray. And then the last one, I think emerging talent is Sophia Beckman from Oregon City, Oregon. She went 20 feet, 3.5 inches in the long jump. That's currently, from what I can tell, U.S. number one. And um, 
even looking at her last year, she looks like she's a girl that is going to make some noise this year. She 11.74 when aided in the 100 last year outdoors, 24.08 in the 200, and then 20 feet, 1.5 inches in the long jump that won her Oregon State title. I think we're going to hear her name a couple times uh, over this indoor season too. Um, but those were the athletes that really, and the events that took place this weekend. Our last segment uh, of the week that was is history. Uh, history was made this weekend at the National Pole Vault Summit in Reno, Nevada. Amanda Mole became the first high school girl to go over 15 feet, going 15-1. Uh, just absolutely incredible display. And uh, really just, I, I don't know. Let's let's start with Olivia. I, I think there's differing opinions between all of us on whether we were surprised or not. <laughs> but, but Olivia, how about you start here? What, what Just um, what are your thoughts to, to begin? Okay. I, first of all, for me, it was like, it was a matter of when this was going to happen. I'm honestly surprised it happened this early. Like the fact that she opened up with a new high school national record, but we all have been talking about Amanda Mall and Hannah Mall and how we're like, I think they can hit 15 feet. And there's a handful of other athletes that I feel like have the potential of really raising the bar, but it, it was honestly a matter of when. And the fact that she became the first girl, both for the indoor season and the outdoor season to clear over 15 feet is just phenomenal. And the fact that Amanda and Hannah, uh, Hannah went 14-10, incredible performance. And Amanda Mall went 15-1, which is super incredible. So for me, my thoughts are I was surprised that it was this early. I'm not surprised that Amanda Mall and Hannah Mall just did fantastic this weekend. Yeah, I, and I agree. I think it, it, it was a matter of when. But even saying that is it might not have happened either. Like it you know, it mm-hmm. takes so much to get over that bar. I was really curious if it would happen this season at, at all because, you know, you only get three attempts at the bar and you really have to be just the best of the best to go over those top bars. So, I mean, I I was inc- like 100% surprised at, at that clearance. Ashley, what about you? I was going to say, I... I wouldn't say I was 100% surprised. I'm kind of like Olivia on this where I was more just like, well, you know, when it happens, it's going to happen. It, it wasn't a matter if, it was a matter when. And um, again, like, it's it's kind of crazy to say that, though, to say, like, you kind of expected, you right. know, oh, 15 feet. Oh, that's yeah. that's normal for someone to, you know, <laughs> pull all over, you know, 15 <laughs> feet for high school girls. Like, that's just insane to even say that. But I think that just speaks to the kind of talent that both – Amanda and Hannah are, you know, when you look at just the history of high school track and field, I mean, they're going to go down as two of the best, you know, athletes to come through, um, you know, all time, you know, not just in the pole vault, but just in general. And, you know, kind of like what Olivia said, too. I mean, Hannah still jumped 1410. That's also I mean, that broke the previous indoor record as well. I think I think all in all, it's just, you know, they're two once in a generation type of athletes, I think. And I think maybe that's why I wasn't so surprised because they're just pretty legendary. It it wasn't so long ago that even 14 feet was a huge bar to clear. And the national record, you know, got cleared at at 14. Um, 14 14-2 in in 2007 by Tori Anthony, 14-2 and a half. And then it went up to 14-4 in 2015. Amanda and Hannah are doing things that no one's ever done before. So mm-hmm. they are definitely in Mondo de Plantis territory. Um, mm-hmm. Even on Friday, you know, they're competing against women, but it, it didn't all go perfectly, right? Uh, Amanda struggled at 14.5 and a half, and she needed to clear it on her 
third attempt and then from there kind of use that momentum to swing through. And I think looking at th- that that Instagram post by Tim Raleigh, who is their coach at Northwest Pole Vault Club, if we can put it up again, he wrote, the inside story with Amanda's record smashing performance and summit victory is how much she had matured from last summer learning to cling to the growth process and let go of outcomes. She's more amazing than y'all know. Hashtag pole vault summit, which to us just probably means that, I mean, it may have been like expectations were hard on her and she was thinking like, I need to make a height and maybe made her realize that it's not about the height you cross. It's about how mentally you get through these processes when you're on the runway. Um, Awesome job. Hannah, 1410 goes over the former national record as as well. 149, I think. You know, it's a matter of time for her as well. 15 feet, whether it happens this year, indoor, outdoor, she's going to get there. Um, but that was an awesome performance overall. I mean, just w- was this the biggest story of of the weekend, I, I, right? I would say so, right? Yes, hands down. I mean. It was huge. Yeah. It's tough because Shanti goes past Sydney McLaughlin and then you have this happen too. It's one of those weekends where we just get so much happening on the same mm-hmm. couple of days. Um, yeah. All right, but we'll have more on that coming, uh, moving forward into the year. Uh, let's move next to um, the, examining the indoor season as a whole. We've had a lot of action take place through January already, and we're going to ex- exclude Shanti's and Amanda's national records this weekend. Obviously, they're, they're top performers. We want to look at some other ones. What are three of the best performances this season from indoor athletes, girls or boys, and why have they been so good? I'll start with you, Ashley. Yeah, so, well, going back to your point of, like, this weekend was so wild, this performance happened this past weekend, and we haven't even mentioned it yet. Let's talk about Tyrone Gorzy. He opens it up in the 3K, he opens up his indoor season at the University of Washington preview. He runs 8.05 in the 3K this weekend. Guys, that is a, it's not only a nation-leading time, but it goes beyond that. He's one of only 10 high schoolers to ever go under 8.10 in the 3K indoors. You know, it's also, you know, puts him as, you know, if you look at it, that kind of history, only three guys have in high school have ever gone under eight minutes for the indoor 3K. That's Nico Young, Lex Young, and Drew Hunter. I mean, that was a number five all-time performance from Gorsi right there. And I think what's even more impressive is it's coming off of that, kind of that weird transition period where you're coming off of cross country and then shifting gears to go track, you know, track mode and indoors, you know, he was one of the top finishers at team nationals, but he's able to, you know, kind of rest up and then switch gears and get rolling. And so I think that 805 from Gorsi this past weekend was pretty special. 100%. Yep. All right. Number four here, uh, Zavin Wolf of Memphis Central. I think Olivia already mentioned him earlier in the show. Number two in the long jump nationally, 24.5 and a quarter. And now he is number one in the triple jump, 50 feet and, and an inch. Um, he's one of only 42 jumpers all time to ever go over 50 feet in the triple jump. Um, he ranks number 40 on that list. And he, on Twitter, I think he said that he was sloppy through his second phase. So a self-admitted sloppy second phase probably means what what, what more is there to, to, to get from that? I know... He believes in his ability to go farther. So does his coaches. I think a lot of people at Memphis Central believe he's got a great amount of talent. And I'm curious where it can go. The national record right now, 54-4 and three quarters. I don't know. That's a lot of distance to make, but stranger things have happened in high school. So uh, Xavier's going to be going after some big marks. Olivia, number three. 
For number three, I have Madison White down from Heritage Newport News from Virginia. What is standing out to me the most about this young talent is she ran back-to-back weekends where she clocked 36 36 seconds in the 300. Not only did she run the number four all-time at the Liberty Premier Invitational with a 37.17, but this past weekend, she actually finished second to Shanti with a 37.09 for new personal best. I feel like that just speaks to the consistency that this girl has. And just looking at the history as a whole, there are only three girls girls who have dipped under 37 seconds at this event. You have Shanti now, you have Cindy McLaughlin, and then Francina McCory. Madison has been right on the cuff of that. She just got even closer to that mark of 37 seconds, which I think is huge. And just looking at the all-time list, she, there's only been 21 girls who have gone under 38 seconds in 300 meters. So the fact that Madison White is a part of this, has done it in back-to-back weekends, just really shows the kind of talent that she has. All right, Ashley, number two. All right, I know this athlete here, she competed, you know, at the VA Showcase this weekend, but I want to go back to her indoor opener, Sophia Gorioran. She made her season debut at the Boston University season opener. She ran 437.54 for the full mile, which is number six all-time indoors. She also finished fourth overall in the 300 at that meet as well. I mean, that's just, again, like this is just an all-time performance here from an all-time athlete. I mean, she... Absolutely smashed her previous indoor PR for the mile of 447. And again, it was just her first race of the season. She was competing against, you know, collegians. Like, you know, it was just that's such an impressive debut. She's one of only 12 girls to ever go under 440 for the full mile indoors. And, you know, she also, if you look, you know, if you go back through her list of performances on her, you know, mile split, like she doesn't have much experience at the full mile. You know, she's really kind of dialed in on that you know, 500 to 1,000 meter range. And, you know, she went out there and she put down an all-time performance. I think that's pretty crazy. And her 300 meter, you know, performance was really solid afterwards, you know, for the icing on the cake there. So that was pretty impressive to me. And the 500 this weekend? The 500? I mean, yeah. I mean, just <laughs> she's just so, she's too good. She's done too many good things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said last week that if she was in last place after 300, it would be hard to win. I think she was last at one point, right? Yeah. After like 200. See, oh, she, yeah. she still, ran that. Yeah. She ran that exactly like I thought she would. And yeah. I knew, she, and I said she was going to win. And I, I saw her. I was like, she was going to come back. I was right. Really consistent, I, I think. Yep. ability to to split on that second half of the race so yeah um good stuff there i had a hard time figuring out one because yeah i think if you looked at it it's you know shanti and amanda <laughs> but we're not talking about this though um so the next one i i went with was mia bray uh, Patterson of lake oswego you know obviously i just talked about her but 23 4 in the 200 is actually really really good um that's tied for number 10 all time with aria minor um and I think, you know, you have her in the country, you have Shanti, you have Madison White. Um, all of them could be going after sub-23-3 or, or maybe even faster. Shanti just said 200 was her best event uh, overall. So I, I just think this, this, this race is packed. And if we could get those girls in a race... I know there's three national championships, but if we can get them in a race and see what could go down, uh, that would be... Um, you know, really good entertainment value there. I think um, Mia is, is someone that surely has a, a great deal of talent. Um, she's, she also won 742 and 743 in the 60 in, in the prelims and finals. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think she's the girl to kind of watch out for as well in the sprints. All right, we are going to move on to our next topic, which is, you know, 
a lot of athletes have performed already, thousands across the U.S., but there's still some that haven't. Which athletes haven't made their debuts yet, or maybe once at least, maybe maybe once? And 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 what have what are we still waiting for? I guess is is the question. Let's start with you, Olivia. So I know you just mentioned Lake Oswego with Mia Brad Pedersen, and I was looking a little bit further into that school because it was just like, hey, there are two incredible athletes that train and compete at the same school. Kate Peters is someone that, honestly, I've just been inching to wait to see her just debut in any race. And so Kate Peters, the Oregon signee, has been someone that's been kind of underneath the radar. And the last time we saw her step onto the track was at the NSAF Outdoor Nationals, where she won the title in the 951 for two mile. But this is a talent that is the Oregon State champion. She ran one indoor race last year at the Milrose Games, where she won the, the mile title in a 449. And she was also sixth at the East Bay Cross Country Championships in 2021. I feel like when Kate Peters steps out onto whether it's going to be sometime this indoor season or sometime during the outdoor season, she's going to give us a show. Uh, she's just full of talent and just does an incredible job of putting races together. She's one of the top athletes in the nation, top returner in the nation. It's just, it's exciting. So I'm just waiting for Kate Peters to drop something big and to just open up as a whole. I, I 100% agree there. Ashley, what about you? Okay. So technically this athlete's already opened up, but this is an athlete that you know, historically doesn't compete much indoors. So this may, we probably will only see her maybe once or twice again this season. That has to be Sadie Engelhart. Uh, you know, California doesn't really have much, no real like indoor season. And so, um, you know, when you get to see her run indoors, you know, it's a, it's a real treat and she's going to go after some fast times. You know, last year as a freshman, she competed just twice. Um, you know, at the BU Valentine Invitational in February and then New Balance Nationals indoor in March. And, you know, she clocked 4.43 and then 4.37 in the full mile, and the latter of which is a, you know, U.S. number five all time, you know, at that event. And, you know, this past weekend, as Corey mentioned earlier, she ran 4.47 to open up her season in Spokane. And so, you know, she's a proven talent on the track, and, you know, she's someone that's She's just really exciting to watch when, you know, she gets going in a track race. And so, you know, as we see her, hopefully, you know, a couple more times a season, I'll be excited to see what she does. I think the, the story within the story here with some of these athletes down the line is where they're going to go. Yep. There's a real, I guess, I, I don't want to say it's a fight, but like there's a real sort of like, you know, a dueling of sorts between these championships that all want their kids to go to theirs and not the others. So mm -hmm. um, that's when it becomes hard when you're like, oh, I want to see a great race and see this time get shattered. But then then it's split. Right? You have one athlete over here, one athlete over yeah. here. And um, that's just a, a story I think that everyone kind of see, sees but doesn't really talk about that much. But the, the, the fight for athletes to go to these championships. Um the athlete that hasn't debuted, he will debut this weekend in Chicago. Connor Burns from Southern uh, County, uh, Southern Boone County in Missouri. He's going to open up in the two mile at the CYUP Misfits Invitational, which is our National Meet of the Week. Uh, based on early indications, I believe he's going to go after a two mile record there. It is really early in the season. We'll see what happens. But he's the kind of guy that can be a leader in that sort of race and can can set the, the tone and the pace and be confident about it. Connor is has no shortage of confidence. I, I will say that. Um, 
and and he and he kind of welcomes that pressure. Uh, two mile record here, national record indoors is eight thirty nine fifteen by Edward Cheserick. Uh, Burns is the reigning two mile champ at Brooks PR. Uh, he also ran obviously sub four last year. Um, and there's a couple guys beside him that will also be in the race that are very good. Jackson Heidish is one of them. Um, and Wyatt Houghton is another. Noah Brecker is also in this race. So it's definitely going to be competitive. And I think those guys are really going to push each other toward a sub nine. Um, so, yeah, Connor Burns debut. And then what happens after that, I think, is the other question. Just spoke about where he's going to, you know, athletes, where they're going to go. He's going to fit in that category, too. New Balance, Nike, I don't know, but we'll, fa- we'll find out. All right, we're going to go into a fun hypothetical. I think we did a hypothetical last uh, week, too. Four by four relay. We're going to just, you know, our our ideal hypothetical four by four. Who are we going to put in this race, boys and girls? Um, again, we're going to go, we're picking athletes that are a little bit off the radar, not like overt here that we would obviously pick. So we're going to go a little off the radar here. Let's start with the boys and Olivia. I think you got two options here. So. In this hypothetical four by four, who would you pick? All right. So for for the girls' side, I have two down. I have Tyler Lowe from Georgia, and she's just been running very, very well this season. She's dropped from a 56-9 all the way down to 54-99 this pack, past weekend at the Arkansas Invitational. And last year, she's run a 40 40- 5489. So I feel like Tyler Lowe is kind of one of those athletes that we can really see drop her time down even more and potentially could be someone that could be shooting after really big things and potentially being all American in different events. But also in the same wheelhouse from Texas, I'm going to go to Fort Bend Christian Academy's Bailey Miner. And she ran a 55.04 season opener last weekend at the Carl Lewis Invitational. The last time she's ran an indoor 400 meters was back in 2020, where she clocked a 58.86. So talk about a major improvement there over the last couple of years. During the spring, she also won the USA Track and Field Junior Olympic Championships in the 200. Uh, she finished third there and, and also won the 400 meters with the 54.49. And she was also the top state champion. Her personal best during the outdoor season was a 53.43, which she ran back in 2021 at the AAU Junior Olympic Games. So I feel like this girl has history. This girl has experience. She knows how to face national competition. So that is someone I kind of want on my 4x4. Ashley? All right, I got someone to add here. I want to talk about Claire Farrell out in Iowa. She is a University of Kansas signee. She, you know, looking at what she did last year indoors, she was one of the top sprinters at Adidas Nationals indoors. And if you look at over the summer, I mean, she had a huge summer. She was the USATF Junior Olympic champion in the 400 with a PR of 54.7. I mean, that's a legit time there. And so, I mean, I think I would want her on my my 4x4 team. So, <laughs> solid one there. All right, Iowan. All right, I'm going with Delea Martins of Shorewood, Wisconsin. She just ran at Moralake, a Kinnison Invitational. She went 56-47, uh, and she's gone 55-7-9 at New Balance last year. So, that is our PR all-time. She's number three in Wisconsin all-time indoors, only behind Roshin Willis and Brooke Jaworski. And outdoors, she's run 56.96, which is number 57 all-time in Wisconsin. All right, next question here then. Who is our leadoff? Who is our anchor? Oh, gosh. That's Ooh, question. Hmm. Hmm. I think For I me, kind of... I would put Bailey Miner on okay. the anchor leg here, just okay. from experience, but... 
Ooh, that's a tough question. I wasn't really prepared for it, but I'd say Bailey. <laughs> that's why I asked it. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't have much experience at the four by four. Maybe this is a question for Olivia, but. <laughs> I, I, I think you actually probably have. I mean, Delay is an anchor on some of her Milwaukee teams. I know Bailey's probably anchored before. Tyler, maybe Tyler, because she's kind of blown up in a big way, maybe put her on the lead, lead off and just. You know, That's what I was thinking, Corey. Don't give her yes. as much pressure and just mm-hmm. make her run. And then Claire could be like a, a good middle runner in that I, in that lineup. I like that. I like it. Okay. We'll think about it for the next one because we're going to do it oh, for the goodness. boys 4x4 too. All right. We're going to go on to our hypothetical boys 4x4. We just want to pick a team, you know, just ideally what, what it would be like if we had these athletes on the squad. Ashley, we'll go with you first. All right. I got two guys I want to talk about first. Devon Underwood out of Meade High School in Colorado. He's currently U.S. number one in the 400 this season. He's run 47.79. And even if you look at his season alone, he's shown some great improvement. He opened up this season with like a 52-second 400. He's already shaved five seconds off that time. I mean, that's a pretty impressive, you know, one-season progression. And then I also want to add to the team Alex Ornelas of Lingham Creek in Texas. He's U.S. number three so far in the 400 at 48-11. And that came in a season opener this past weekend at the Arkansas High School Invitational. Um, I also like him as well because, you know, looking through his profile, he has a lot of experience at the 300-meter hurdles, which I think could be, you know, something to have, you know, <laughs> for this 4 by 4 race here. He was fourth in the event at the Texas Class 6A state meet last spring. So those are my two guys I want on the team. All right, Olivia. All right. The pick I have that I want on my team is Wesley Noble of Bishop Lachlan, and he's from New York. The USA Track and Field Outdoor Youth National Champion, he just has done an amazing job. And last year he was one of my picks because of the relay. And in the spring, he also ran 47-14. Now this indoor season, he's ran a 34-95 in the 300 and also ran two sub-50 seconds in the 400. He opened up 49 flat at the Armory High School Holiday Classic. And then two weeks ago, he ran 49-41 at the pre-nationals tune-up. So I feel like this guy is kind of on the verge of really dropping some really solid time. So I have Wesley Noble as someone I want on my relay. All right. And the last guy I have here is Jonathan Sims of Allen in, in Texas. He ran 48-6-8 for 400 at the Arkansas High School Invitational. He's just a sophomore. Um, you know, Olivia and I, and, and even Ashley, I think you saw him last year at AU. We know this guy well. We've seen him at AU for countless years. Um, he went 47-6-8 outdoors last year, which as a freshman, 23 all-time for a freshman. Huge, huge upside for Jonathan Sims. A lot of guys in Texas, you know, dueled up in, in football and track. I believe Jonathan's specifically a track runner. Uh, so I think his upside's huge. I'll ask it again. Who's our starter? Who's our anchor? Who's our middleman? Okay, I, I feel oh. pretty confident about this. So I think both Underwood okay. and Ornelas would be good in the middle here. I think they should be our two and three. A, because if you look at Ornelas, he has that 300-meter hurdle strength. Yeah. I mean, that, that requires some grit, and sometimes you need that kind of grit in those middle legs. You know, either A, make up some room or hold on. Like, those can be some grueling legs. Um, same with Underwood. Like, I mean, he, he looks like a guy who's pretty physically and mentally tough with all that, you know, progression he's shown. So I think those would be good for your two and three. All right, so wh- where are we going here <laughs> with anchor and lead? Olivia? Hmm. I don't know. I had different thoughts than Ashley, so now my oh. brain is oh. brain is turning. <laughs> This, this is what I was thinking. I was thinking having Jonathan Sims lead off. He Yeah, like just based off what he's done as a freshman, that's pretty impressive. I would want him to lead off. Then I would want Alex second 
Wesley third, and you anchor it with Tavon Underwood. Oh, okay. He, yeah. Because Tavon's got the fastest leg, open leg right now. Fastest leg, showed so much improvement. Uh, Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like, yeah, yeah, I feel good about that one. I like that. I like that, actually. I just did not think, I didn't think what you had done I picked a good 4x4 team. (laughs) I I was, so the way Ashley described it for her team would have put Sims either in the start or the finish. I kind of, if he was to finish some, a, a team like this, I think it would, he would learn a lot. He would definitely earn his stripes. I mean, and I think young guys really need to be put in the um, what's it called, the grinder, just just to you know build themselves up. Maybe get knocked down a peg. I think you know when you're young and you you lose or you you give up a lead or or you can't win. I mean, I think that really you know forces you to sort of adapt and and be better. So seeing him in an anchor position on a, on an experienced team, I think would be interesting to see. But uh. I do like Olivia's lineup. I would put him lead off. I think that erases kind of the expectations and just lets him run fast. Um, I like it. All right, we're going to move to our last couple of topics here. National Meet of the Week is the CYUP Misfits Invitational in the Gately Center in Chicago, Illinois. We have nearly 1,000 athletes coming. Um, The Mosquit Illinois team will be there in full force, and there's some good entries, really good entries. Olivia, I'll start with you. Who are some of the the best athletes we're going to watch out for this weekend? Yeah, I know we're going to dive into the two-mile in just a bit, but there are a couple names here that I think would do – that are – going to do extraordinary things number one noah brecker of robinson dale armstrong he's in that two mile race the storyline here as i mentioned 839 15 is kind of on the radar going into this meet that is just something to really strive for national high school record set by as Corey mentioned by king chez as i like to call him uh he ran a 3k of 825 this year and broke his state record and it was just amazing to see that. And that was to kick off his season. So Noah Brecker is someone to look out for. Number two, as Corey also mentioned earlier in the show, Connor Burns is going to be opening up this season in the two mile. Again, a part of a really big group. We can see something really strong from him. He's coming off a really great cross country season. And during the spring, he also ran a two mile personal best of 845, which he did at the Brooks PR Invitational. Tenota Marasada, which we are all officially fans of, has entered in this 1K. As Ashley mentioned, I had the privilege of watching him live at the VA Showcase, and that mile was absolutely flawless. 4.10. He also clocked a 2.25 as well at that meet, and it's exciting to see what he does in that 1K. So 2.25 for 1K already. He's entered in the 1K. Andrew Regner from Wanakee from Wisconsin. He's going to be in the 300 in the 600. He was third at this meet last year in the 300 meters with the 3508. So I'm assuming he's looking to improve on that time. Go for the win here. He's also the Wisconsin state champion in the 400 meters and was third in the 800. So he does have that speed and he also has that strength, which I feel like is really going to help him on the track. Also, last but not least on the boys' side, Hunter Jones of Benzie Central. He's going to be doubling in the mile and the two-mile, and that's going to be tough. But I'm excited to see how he kind of bounces uh, from that back-to-back races there. He ran a 4.13 in the mile last winter, and again, that two-mile is just going to be extraordinary to see. So those are the boys to look out for going into our National Meet of the Week. Good stuff. Ashley, girls? 
Looking at the girls' side, I think the top headliner probably has to be Tatum David of Richland County in Illinois. She's going to be doing the mile and two-mile double, and this is her season debut. And, you know, she's one of the fastest returning distance girls indoors. She had a great cross-country season, is now returning to the track. She has PRs of 4.42 and 10.02 in the mile and two-mile. So, you know, an elite talent there at those distances. Challenging her in the mile is going to be Grace Shager of Carroll Stream Glenbar North in Illinois, and she's making her indoor debut. She'll be in the mile with you know Tatum David here, and again, she's also one who's coming off of a great cross country season where you know she finished fifth at Team Nationals um, in December. She has a four fifty three indoor PR, so I'll be curious to see what she does there. Then shifting away from the distance side of things, you have. Emmy Scales of Arlington Heights in Illinois. She'll be competing in the hurdles in the 60 meters. She is a University of Kentucky signee, and she's, you know, she was second in the 60 meters and fourth in the 60 meter hurdles at Adidas Track Nationals last indoor season. So she's going to be one of the top returners, um, you know, at those events, and we'll be excited to see her this weekend. And then lastly, I mentioned her actually earlier in the show on my hypothetical 4x4, but Claire Farrell of Norwalk in Iowa, she is going to be contesting the 60 meters and the 300 meters. She was top 10 in the 60, the 200, and the 400 at Adidas Indoor Nationals last winter. So I think those will be some exciting athletes to watch on the girls' side of things. I agree with all that. Uh, Regnier of, of Wisconsin, you know, currently number one in the six and the eight if he didn't get surpassed this weekend. Um, I, I think it's going to be hard for him to hold on to those performances for very much longer. Yeah, he's still U.S. number one. Um, but he has another opportunity to run the six. So we'll see what he does. Uh, Hunter Jones, man, um, I, I think it, we we talked about sub four a lot, you know, leading into this year. He's probably one of the guys that has a chance, right? Do you both think so? Oh, agreed. Agreed. I just think back to, um, what was it, the team nationals regional meet where he kicked, you know, outkicked Connor Burns down the end. That showed me, I mean, he has the potential. Olivia, do you think so? Yeah, I, I definitely think he's one of those athletes to look out for when it comes to going underneath that mark. It's all possible, I feel like, for him. Yeah, he's a solid, solid racer. We'll see what can happen. I think the biggest thing that stands to me with him is his strength and his confidence mm-hmm. early on in races. Yeah. He is never shy about getting out. So Hunter Jones there. And then I agree with Emmy Scales, really good uh, six-meter hurdler. We're going to move on to the race that has the best chance to yield a really good um, achievement here, and that's the two-mile with the the field that's obviously there. That's Connor Burns, Noah Brecker, Wyatt Houghton, uh, and Jackson Haydish. Um, let's just go first with our, our overall thoughts on on this race. Do we think a national record can be achieved here? Do, should we kind of um, project for a little less? Olivia, I'll start with you. I feel like that's a tough question because it's like when you have a group of these individuals all coming together and if they all have the same mindset, like we're going after this national record, big things happen, right? Like Connor Burns uh, looking really, really good from the cross country season. Noah Brecker has opened up his season. Hunter Jones is all part of this group. There's a lot of big names in this event. So obviously if they're all looking to do the same thing, the pace is going to be, you know, exceptional. So I feel like it is possible. I'm not going to count it out because, you know, I'm all for national high school records being broken. So I say it is possible. It's going to be great to see these boys line up. Some of them have not opened up already. So to kind of add that pressure of like, hey, we're going after a national record, it could be tough, yes. But if they've been putting in the work after this cross-country season for some of them, then I think it's totally doable. 
I mean, just looking at Tyrion Gorzy's um, yep. 3,000, that converts yeah. to, looks mm-hmm. like 843. Um, they kind of have to go with that, that basically, what, tomahawk pace, uh, kamikaze pace, <laughs> like, the yeah. whole way. Um, but, but, but saying that, like, it's been ample time since the cross-country season has ended for all of these guys. I think they've taken time to decompress and really get ready for this first race. It's not like they, like, ran in early January or late December just and, and maybe the, the legs were still a little war. I think they'll be ready for it, which I think is is um, makes the opportunity a little bit better on, on their behalf. Ashley, any part of that do you agree or any differing thoughts? Yeah, and I was actually going to bring up that Tyrone Gorsey race. I mean – Again, like you said, like he had the time to rest up and he had a big, you know, performance in his indoor season debut. I mean, it's definitely possible for these guys to get in that, you know, that realm where the record's, you know, not out of the question, you know. Will I say that like 100% it's going to, you know, fall this weekend? I I couldn't say that, but I definitely think like, you know, they they like I said they had the time to rest up after cross country. They've had that time to transition. And if Tyrone Gorsey's, you know, really impressive 3k performance says anything i think that should say that we could see some pretty impressive impressive performances we this weekend especially when you look at again like olivia mentioned the caliber of athletes that we have in this race yeah if i had to guess i would probably put them in the high 840s um i think they're gonna break nine i mean i could even see them running like Mm -hmm. 855s right um but if i'm guessing my 848 849 because brecker is already put himself out there and he's run mm. a really good race. I think Burns is probably ready to go. Heidish had an incredible XC season. I don't think many people maybe underrate him still. I think he's a little still a little underrated, but uh, I could see him. Those three really just dominating the race and just putting themselves all out there. Do we have a do we have a thought on winner, overall winner? If we had to choose between those three, Burns, Brecker, Heidish, who would you pick? That's a tough one. I'm going to go Noah Brecker any reason i was with ashley there i mean a he's already opened up b i think the way i saw him run we all got to see him run at champ sports you know nationals and the way i saw him run just like i feel just come from behind i think he has a lot of strength to him which i feel like could play to his advantage going into this two Mm -hmm. mile he has the he has the experience against you know the top elites you know in the distance realm and so I mean, hey, he may be a sleeper pick. Maybe Connor Burns is the favorite here since he's the one who's kind of openly said he's going after the record. But I'm going to go Noah Brecker. Olivia? I agree with Ashley. I I feel like Noah Brecker is going to run away, not completely like destroy the field, but it's going to be, a, I feel like it would be close. But I feel like just because Noah Brecker already opened up with an 825 and set a new record, he has to have this like confidence brewing in him that like, hey, I know where I'm kind of at at 3k so yeah i'm going with noah brecker okay that's my pick i'm going with bernsey any anytime someone has a nickname <laughs> and bernsey he's gonna burn you um I, I like connor connor ran 402 in the mile yeah, last year as a, as a as a junior which yep. i think that was his, his statement making race because you know at that point not a lot of people knew his name outside of missouri and then they did after that um and i i, I just you know i understand brecker's raced already but you wouldn't say that if you weren't ready to do it. So um, you got to believe that he's ready to go for that time. So I- I'm going to pick Connor in this race. Um, and then I'll give Jackson some small odds too. I was just in Vegas. So like I'm thinking like <laughs> sports 
gambling a little bit, but you don't do that. You don't do that in high school, so um, I don't know why. Uh, all right, well, that's been our show. Obviously, stay tuned on milesplit.com if you want more uh, content on the CYUP uh, Misfits Invitational. We'll have a lot of that and more. Um, we're going to finish the show with a breakdown of Ashley's marathon debut. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> I have so many observations here. I can be, yes, I did the Houston Marathon this weekend. Didn't go as expected, but still still solid. It was still a good experience. A, I have even more respect for people that ever, you know, complete a marathon or even attempt to do a marathon. I mean, kudos to them. It's a, definitely a different type of pain. And B, humidity and warmer weather can have more of an impact than you than you expect so but all in all i mean just the atmosphere was it was so different than anything i'd ever expected you know people there were more people than i expected lying in the streets of houston outside their houses you know with signs and cheering so i mean it was fun and i guess now well actually let me let me make this point so now looking at this crew here me and Corey have both done a marathon <laughs> so now it's up to olivia to join the crew so, what are your I thoughts? I thought we agreed that we were running a marathon this year. Yeah, we did say that. Beginning did we all year, agree yeah. on that? Yeah. 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 Okay, so now okay. we need to so I, we need to pick one. We got to make it happen. I got to find one out here in Virginia. <laughs> you know what you should in do? Virginia. It won't you know, be I was, as humid. I was looking in November, I think there's the Richmond Marathon. That's in Virginia. Uh, no. It's all right. First half's great. I have done I've done Rich <laughs> oh, I've done, done Richmond. Richmond? Okay, yeah, okay, I've done okay. Richmond. First, the half marathon Richmond is amazing. You should do the half okay. marathon Richmond. And you the half. if you're preparing, okay. you should definitely do a half marathon. So, I would say Richmond's definitely. Yeah. I mean, you could you also do the Cherry Blossom 10-miler, which is, I think, sure. springtime. Amazing race. Yes, I've done that, that before. That be that would actually be really nice. The Cherry Blossom's out here. Yep. Gorgeous. Yep. So, yep. yeah, I might have to look into that one. And then just find a really – I mean, it depends. Do you just want to finish one or do you want to, like, get, like, scenes? Like, do you want a great, like, picturesque marathon? I feel like I just, for me, I don't think it matters. It's just like one of those things where you can just say, hey, I ran a marathon in my <laughs> life. Check you know? it off. So yeah. I feel okay. like it doesn't matter where or the seed. It's just like, hey, I actually completed one. That's okay. kind of where my mind is at. Let's, right. let's take that step first. All right. Ashley, quick question. Did you hit the wall at all? Oh, I did. Okay. Absolutely, 100%. I hit it way too early. Yeah. So. Well, you, you rebounded, though. I think you – like, I saw the splits, and I was like, oh, oh she's struggling here. But then yeah. you kind of, like – And it got better. Yeah. It got better toward the end. I was you, like – at that point, I was like, I just got to just gotta finish. You dug in. You dug in. I dug in. in, and I mean, I still yeah. still got the Boston qualifier easily. I, so. I always felt the last six miles of the race were always the very toughest. Like, yeah. My, that's when no my cap. feet started like, to hurt. That's when the feet hurt. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. – all right, everyone, that's uh, our latest show on the line. We will be back with you next Tuesday for more action in track and field. We will talk to you soon.